Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Michael Dank, currently the parochial vicar of St. Joseph Parish in Amherst. Welcome, Father. Thanks. Always glad to be here at Living Bread Radio. Yeah, it's great to have you here again this morning. We're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, and, and what we believe as Catholics. And today we're going to talk about how does the Church help us lead a good and moral life? So in the UCAT, we're on question 343, and 343 asks, how does the church help us to lead a good, responsible life? Well, I just love the question because it's, it's asking, how does the church help? You know, the church is there to help us. I think a lot of people think um, only the people that are holy go to church, and then they call you know us hypocrites. But we all go to church because we need God's help. You know, we can't do this. Man was not meant to live alone, and, and we're, we're not meant to do this alone. So the church is a great help to us, and it especially helps us in the way of leading a good and responsible life. And the UCAT says that uh, through the sacraments that, that Jesus entrusted to his disciples, the church builds us up, strengthens us, and, and consoles us. So three things the church does is it builds us up. It's, it helps us to be better people. It strengthens us, you know, so it, it gives us the strength to get us through difficult times and consoles us. You know, so the experience of the church should be something that consoles us and lifts our, our spirit and helps us to, to, to live our lives with faith, hope, and love. In the church, there is a blazing fire of the saints by which our hearts are kindled. I love that. You know, that in the church, we're surrounded by not only the, the earthly church, people that are, are here to walk with us on this journey, but we are surrounded with the communion of saints, you know. So every time we experience the church and the church's liturgy, it's always in the presence of God and all the saints and all the angels. So we have this tremendous, uh, wonderful support that is a living, breathing reality, not only in this life, but but in the in the mystical heavenly life is with us as well. So it goes on to say that the the church in the church the, the Eucharist is celebrated in which Christ's sacrifice and strength are renewed for us in such a way that united with Him we become His body and we live by His strength. So by participating and in, in being a member of this faith community, we become Christ. You know, when we receive the Eucharist, we become Him and we participate. He participates with us in our lives, and our lives begin to enmesh and intermingle with, with Christ. We become, we are Christ, and we're, we're him living in the world today. It says, despite all of her human weakness, apart from the church, no one can be a Christian. So, that's a pretty bold statement there in the Catechism, despite all of her weaknesses. So, even though the church is, is weak, we're, we're a church of, it's fully human, fully divine. So, we're a church of saints and sinners. And even though the church might not be what we think is perfection, uh, we need it. You know, we need the church. And apart from the church, we can't really call ourselves Christians because to be Christian means to be a part of this this faithful community of disciples that, that Christ instituted. Well, well said, Father. So if we go back to that uh, point you made uh, just a minute ago that we literally become Christ. Yeah. So for that reason alone, it'd be a good enough reason to go to Mass 
every Sunday and Holy Days, if not every day, because where else can you receive Christ? Exactly. The yeah. way that you do at Mass and, and the Holy Scriptures. In such a real way. We can't conjure God up. You know, we can't, we can't make God up on our own. And that's the gift of the Church and the gift of the Eucharist as God is, is manifest. He's there, not only present, but then he comes into us and we become, we become Christ. We become the beloved Son. You know, we become the one that is a brother and sister with all of these people gathered here on earth, all the communion of saints in heaven, and ultimately our Heavenly Father. We become his sons again. You know, and sometimes throughout our week or throughout our day, we lose that identity. You know, we step out of that true sonship. And so when we do come to church, especially the Eucharist, we, we enter once more into that reality, into that mystery. And we can't have the Eucharist without wonderful, dedicated, faithful priests like yourself, Father. So Yeah, like, and obviously that's one of the gift you know, the gifts of the priesthood is to to be able to celebrate in that great mystery and, and give to the people what what they're so yearning, you know, to all of us to receive the Eucharist. Um yeah, and you can't have that without the priesthood. That's the gift of uh the that Jesus gave us was this wonderful gift of priesthood and also the gift of the Eucharist which kind of pours forth from that. Let's let's discuss uh, the five precepts of the church, Father. What are the five precepts of the church? That's question three forty five. Three forty five. I'm gonna skip ahead here. Okay, the five pre. So we'll we'll go over them and then we'll review them. So the five precepts are, and uh, precept is like, um, you know, it's it's kind of like a, a bare minimum. It's like you gotta at least have this part down, and it's also the the, the things that are most essential and important. So that's what a precept is. Uh, they're they're conditions that help us to really live out this reality. So the first precept of the Catholic Church is, you shall attend Mass on Sunday and Holy Days of Obligation and abstain from work or activities that offend against the, church, the character of the day. So the first one covers those two things, attending Mass on Sunday and Holy Days of Obligation and also abstaining from work or activities that offend against the character of the day. So the whole day is supposed to have this solemnity, this reverence, you know, this... Um, uh, this set apart, this this day that is sacred for the Lord. And so not only should we attend Mass on those days, but we should also not be doing anything, any any work or activities that would keep that day from being truly God's uh, God's day. The second one is you shall receive the sacrament of penance at least once a year. So um, it, at least once a year we're, we're supposed to go to confession. And again, it says we shall receive. It's a gift. We're, you know, at least once a year we're supposed to go and get this gift of complete forgiveness. So at least once a year, at some point of the year, we're supposed to go and receive the sacrament of confession. And again, that is through the giftedness of the priest. You know, that God gives us these human fathers here on earth to experience that, that forgiveness. So but, again, that's the bare minimum is once a year. And of course, if we've committed mortal sin... We need to go before we can go to Mass before and receive you, yeah, the Eucharist. Before you'd receive the Eucharist or go to Mass. Now, if you're in a state, um, you know, so we do have to attend Mass on Sundays. And say you're in a state that you haven't been to confession or need to go, or maybe, you're, you know, you're in a, um, uh, you know, in another marriage, or there's just some outstanding condition, still go to Mass, you know. And, and the right thing to do would be to abstain from receiving communion, you know. So still go and be there because we need to be there. Um, but until you've gone through that sacrament of confession and, and been restored to Christ, you know, just allow for that reverence. So I, I think that's a wonderful thing to do. So a way of reverencing God in the Eucharist is to just wait, you know, abstain until you've had confession, and then you would go back to the sacrament. So for our listeners, if it's been a while since they've been to Mass or if it's been a while since they've been to confession, 
now would be a good time to consider going. Yeah, maybe right now, you know, just hearing this on the radio is God's call to you to say, I want you to experience this. You know, I want I want you to know what it's like to be forgiven, and I want you to be to be part of this church once more. You know, uh, along the lines of confession, I heard uh, a, a revert to the Catholic faith explain that she gets to go to confession. Yeah. She doesn't have to go to confession. Mm-hmm. She gets to go, and as you so well said, it's a gift. So we get to receive the gift of going to confession and and having a priest at no charge. Mm-hmm. Hear our confession. Let us alleviate the guilt from our, our souls right, and right. our consciences, and then receive some advice and finally absolution. Yeah, yeah. Because some people will say, "I don't need it." You know, I just I, I can talk to God and God forgives me. It's true. He does. He forgives you. He loves you. You can talk to Him. Have you ever heard Him say, "I absolve you of your sins"? Have you ever heard God speak that to you on your own? You know, again, we can't conjure God up. But he does make himself available to us. He does provide for us. And so that's why that's a precept of the church. So at least once a year, and sometimes we need that because there's a resistance in us to go to confession, obviously, you know, because you, it's difficult to bring some of that stuff forward. But if we can do it, we're going to experience his unconditional love. We're going to experience that freedom that you talked about, that complete unburdening of all of our guilt and shame and it's a wonderful sacrament. Plus the grace of the Holy Spirit every time we go to confession. Yeah, you receive that grace of not only forgiveness, but a strengthening, you know, so that you can become more Christ-like. The third precept is you shall receive the Eucharist at least during the Easter season. So that's kind of what I was talking about before. You know, if there's some outstanding reason you can't receive the Eucharist on a regular Sunday basis, at least once a year, um, receive it. And, and And that would mean going to confession and... Um, if you need to, and then to at least receive it uh, on Easter. Mm -hmm. The fourth precept is, you shall observe the prescribed seasons of fasting and days of abstinence, which are Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. So the fourth precept deals with um, this whole notion that there are some times that it's prescribed that we fast. And so obviously that's what season do we do that? During Lent. During Lent. So those 40 days and 40 nights, we're supposed to fast in some way. So it's a precept of the church that we take up this fasting. But especially on on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, along with that fasting is also an abstinence. And the abstinence is abstaining from meat. And so those are two just significant uh, days that we are called by the church to do that. So again, that's another like bare minimum. It's good for us all to fast and abstain from things at different times in our lives, but that's that's one of the precepts there. The fifth one is you shall contribute to the, the material support of the church. So we're called to contribute in some way to the material support of the church. And so I would just offer you that question. Do you do that? Do you give? Do you support your church? Because... um you know, we're supposed to be invested in this. And not only invested, but we're supposed to, to give so that others may receive. And there's so many people that are poorer off than we are. And that really is the primary work of the church is to provide and care for those who are most in need. And actually, biblically, we should give the first portion of what we earn back to God. Mm-hmm. Because, again, having a job, earning money is a gift from God. Right, yeah. And it's really all his anyhow so all we're doing, as it's been explained to me, is giving back to God what's His what's in the his. first place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just showing, showing some sign of, of trust with God. You know? So it's not like, I'm going to take it and it's all mine, but, but God, I trust you enough to, to give you some of this back. And we find, I, I never discourage, I mean, I always encourage tithing because I know when you tithe, 
God is going to provide for you abundantly. It's that whole giving and receiving. You know, if we continue to give what we have received, God just begins to pour it back out on us. So that is the fifth precept of the church is to provide for the material support of your church. So what is the purpose of the precepts of the church and how binding are they? Well, they're extremely binding, and the purpose is, you know, that these are the minimum requirements that they're supposed to not only be required, but remind us that we can't do this on our own. You know, we, we cannot be a Christian without making some moral effort, without participating somewhat in this life of the church. And... um how you know how serious are they or how how much are they needed they're obligatory for every catholic christian so we're obliged we have to do them as 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 being a catholic and being a christian and and really if we're putting god first in our life and if we have a daily prayer life where we're regularly communicating with god we have that relationship and that that love these five minimums we'll want to do them it's oh, not that we be, have they'll to be do a normal them. part of our yeah part of our life i mean it, we'll like obviously be going to confession more than once a year and you know it's something that becomes ingrained in us but for someone that's kind of off course or maybe even beginning in the faith at least this gives some some good guidelines They're like these are the five things at least these are the precepts perfect well well said father we've been listening to father michael dank you have a, a blog spot too fathermichaeldank.blogspot.com and I, there's wonderful resources there and i'd love to have you visit great and uh, this has been Tim Perry, your host with Faith with Father on Living Bread Radio, reminding you that it's not too late to come back to church, or if it's been a while since you've gone to confession, now would be a great time. Until next time, God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.